Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I think Jalen uh, and Jason set the tone, and especially Jalen, before uh, we broke on the huddle, he talked to us about, you know, making sure that, you know, that we come out uh, ready to go, uh, that we come out firing, and and that we're just not kind of going through the motions. And and we we were able to jump him right away and, and kind of set the tone, you know, for the rest of the game. So uh, the fact that, you know, us developing those habits consistently coming out with that way, uh, it makes a big difference. All right, another episode of the Cosmic Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone here alongside Joel Pavone, Sean Dutra. The Boston Celtics are rolling right now. All's forgiven for Marcus Smart and, and, and for what some of the fan base was, was questioning for him for, for being the, the starting point guard of this team. But then you got the other group of people out there, right? Other group of Celtics fans that want to trade it. You got the trade deadline coming up. How do we feel about this team, guys? Is is, is all solved? Does this team still need to make a deal at the deadline? We'll talk about it, of course. And we'll also get into uh, Marcus Smart. You know, I want to spend a lot of time talking about Marcus and him as a point hey, guard. I love it. There's a lot of uh, back and forth going on between Celtics fans, I feel like, and, and, and for good reason. You know, people don't know if this is fool's gold, if this is the Marcus, uh, me against the world Marcus, up until the trade deadline. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss. We'll, we'll, we'll get all into that. But then, uh, but, but first things first, let's talk about this, uh, the, the last game, right? The, the, the blowout win against the Miami Heat, the top seeded team in the Eastern Conference. Now, I know what everyone's saying right now. Yeah, it wasn't the Jimmy Butler led team, and a lot of other guys were missing from that game, but. The Celtics got a blowout win. And I think for what this team is trying to do right now in the sense of turning this season around from being a 500 team to being a, a a respectable top five, I don't know, East team. Let's just say we're respectable, right? A respectable team in the Eastern Conference. Um, this was significant in my in my opinion. And, and they can only play what's on the schedule, right, fellas? So at the end of the day, I mean, that's what you want to see for, for a shorthanded Heat team against, against a team that was completely healthy in the Celtics. You want to see a blowout win. That's exactly what we got. Yeah, I mean, 
if they had lost that game, what was going to be the narrative? Oh, you guys couldn't even beat, you know, the Heat. They were shorthanded. No, no Jimmy Butler, no, no Kyle Lowry. Oh, like, loss. I'm thinking if they won by four, we would have still heard that. But, you know, yeah, yeah. But, but they already had, they blew out the Heat the first time around, right? It wasn't a shorthanded team. They had their, they had everyone. So yeah. just give it, just give it to the Celtics here that they, they, they know how to play against the Heat, right? And, they, and it's just one of the, what, just a streak right now, like, you know, five out of six or four out of five. And, 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 I think it's majority of these games they've been winning by like twenty plus points. Like, come on! And and, and to be honest, Vegas can't be choosers. Every win is huge right now for this team. So, I mean, I still think it was probably one of their biggest wins of the season, just because the timing of it, the the fact that you're you're going up against like say what you want about the Heat not having Butler or Lowry playing, but like they haven't been in the lineup for the past couple of games and they've still been winning. And beating quality teams, so like the team, they're not like you know. I I don't know. I still think it's a really solid. Yeah, the win. team. Yeah, no, you're right. The team is a deep team. They're at the top of the East. Like a win, yeah. a win to this of this magnitude. It's it's something to be reckoned with in, in in terms of like what the Celtics have been going through this year. Yep. Right. Yep, one hundred percent. And I think like you couldn't get too high off that Pelicans game. Uh, you you know it was what was the game before that? The Wizards. Um, Wizards. The, the Wizards, right? You're like, oh, whoa, what a. Yeah, with the Hawks game, you know that was a that was a strong L, you know. <laughs> I feel like that that helped. That's what I mean. I mean, the the Hawks game was that like, oh, this is a measuring stick game, and then they failed that one, and you're like, oh man, are we just and gonna was, go? And, and that was a team that was coming in hot as well. So yeah. You, you so what's the difference? Like, what's the, what, what's the difference? I mean, obviously, it's it's easier when when you're up by twenty plus points going into the fourth quarter, which is something we're able to do the last couple of wins. But they had what. Uh, they were. It was a two position game going into the fourth against the Atlanta Hawks, and the seventeen, the, the the huge run that the Hawks went on, ultimately decided the game. I mean, I just, I, I still don't know what this team can do, and and you know, down the stretch, late game execution. I mean, I, that's still a question. Obviously, I mean, it all, it's all a question at the end of the day, right? I mean, this isn't a team that we can just could say right now that has turned the corner. But when you look at that February tenth trade deadline. You, you can't help but wonder which direction can Brad Stevens go or which direction should he go in? You know, is he selling? Is he buying? You know, it, does he have to, uh, does he have to sell, you know, certain particular players like the Schroeders and the Al Horfords and the, you know, Richardsons? So, I don't know. I mean, hey. after coming off of what, 10 and 6 month, like, Stevens has a, has a lot of, a lot of decisions to make or, or, or a couple of decisions to make, you know, as this, this trade deadline is looming. You got the All Star break, so if the Celtics can continue this momentum up until that up until that point, then makes I think Steven's job easier to to choose when it comes to these phone calls, right? And what what he wants to do going forward. But it's anybody's guess, I think, at this point. I mean, I think I think the thing that I'm I'm noticing like more than than anything is it seems like the rotation. Is now like over the past couple games they've been winning, so it seems like we sort of know who's going to hit the floor every night, and we sort of understand who's going to contribute what. And I think that we're talking about Marcus Smart before, right? I think that has a lot to do with Marcus Smart because Marcus Marcus Smart people you know won't ever give him credit for anything that he does right, but he has come back from being away from the team, and he's played excellent. He's put the offense in, into positions where they where they can be successful. And when was the last bad Marcus Smart game we've been all complaining about? 
you know, where he shoots too much or he takes over. He hasn't been doing that, man. He's found, I think, what he, his role is. And that's helped players like Richardson. That's helped players like, uh, obviously, Tatum and Brown, but even players like Grant Williams. Man. Both Williamses. But Grant and Robert Williams, right? So they're all playing really, like, I think it all comes back to Marcus Smart finding that role. And now you're starting to see that consistent lineup. Like, that. that that's, their, that's their lineup. I don't think you need to worry about the Naismiths, the Langfords, the Pritchards of the world. Like, they're just bench fodder at this point. Like they don't they don't have really a role on this team. I think that's fine. Then so, what are we doing here? Then you gotta you gotta do something with that. You either flipping them or you just gonna hold on to them? No, you gotta flip them. And I think you can I think it's also made Schroeder a lot more expendable. I don't know about you, but these past couple games, like Schroeder hasn't really I think he's worried. Get him out of here. Schroeder yeah. package him with one of these young guys Tell and you. give me consolidate these pieces and turn them into a legitimate piece off the web I mean off the weapon, off the bench. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to get. That's what I was trying to get at with me forgetting Grant Williams' name. But I'm just saying, like you found, I like Grant. You, you found like what eight players that you can trust. The rest of them, yeah, you're right. Package them, get them out, get somebody that could be your ninth player. Get an extra big man if Robert Williams gets in foul trouble. Um, you know, whatever you need it. Like just those players are not going to be a part of this team now. Or in the future, so it's time to go, man. It's time to like take advantage of this of what you've what you've been able to take from this team, build around it, make it work, and then I think you're at least improving the team, moving the team in the right direction, opening up some roster spots for you know the summertime when you want to be filling it with probably you know veterans things like that. So yeah, uh, I I think. Everything in the past month has sort of pointed in the right direction. It's not perfect, but it's something you can actually build on now versus a month ago, we were all sitting here saying, blow this shit up because it just didn't make any sense. Mm. So I'm happy. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, you can't, you can't argue with the, the way they've been playing when they're, when they're playing well or they're playing bad teams, like they're at least they're taking care of business there. Yeah, but they're still only two games above five hundred. So yeah, you know, like do you really like realistically? Do you think this team can actually go deep into the playoffs? The way it is, the roster, the way it is right now. So what's your alternative, though? That's what I'm saying. Like, what's your alternative? You, you're to, to, to what I just said to consolidate these guys. If you you know, you got you got to figure out between the Linkfords and the and the Romeos. I mean the Lakers and the Romans. You gotta decide between <laughs> you gotta decide between the Lankfords and the Neesmiths. Yeah, and the no, no, and you get what, here. Dude, get rid of all those guys. No, but you don't just do that, Sean. Look, let me finish. The point is why would another team want your garbage? Like I, I hate I hate that stupid mentality that Southern fans have. Oh, why don't you just put them all together and give them to a team that's going to be so excited to give you something that's more valuable than all those, that, that piece of trash you're giving them. Like, no, it makes no freaking sense. You package one of those guys with a Schroeder or with a Richardson. And that's how you maximize. That's how you maximize the return. Now, whether we're talking about a knockdown shooter, three and D guy, maybe another, uh, a secondary playmaker. All right, sure, but I would love to see them do something, especially if you're able to address that shooting deficiency that I'm still not comfortable with. Like, this team does not shoot the ball well, and when they do, it's fool's gold. You can't rely on that every single night, you know? 
Yeah, it's like it's like the same way you can't rely on the Celtics blowing teams out by twenty points because I feel like if they're right. not up by like double digits, then they don't know what to do with themselves, and it turns into fucking iso ball and you know trying to hit the home run every and every play on offense. This it's team, like, this team still needs needs shooting for sure. Yeah, oh, definitely, one thousand percent. And this is this is what I'm saying. Like we're at the point of the season where it doesn't make sense to blow like to blow this team up to like to be sellers at the trade deadline because the draft pick compensate that you're going to get from that, like you're not going to fall far enough. You have Brown and Tatum and like, let's say you're not going to move them. You're still going to be around 500 with just replacing pieces. Right. So you might as well get better. You might as well try to get rid of those, you know, roster spot eaters. Like, and I'm not saying you're going to flip them for a superstar. uh, So that's not what I'm saying at all. But just move them. They're obviously not a part of the rotation. They've had a chance to prove themselves, and package them with Schroeder. Get them out. Bring some. Bring someone in that that literally can be a sixth, seventh, eighth man. You know what I mean? So I don't know what the other is, but Schroeder's Schroeder's valuable to a contender that maybe needs a backup point guard, and you could get something for that. And so package something else with a, pack them for one of the one of the three guys that are sitting on your bench that just are literally there forever. And never make an impact on this team. So yeah, I. I uh... But there, but do you think if someone like Schroeder does get traded, would you want to see someone like Pritchard get some of those minutes? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Solves that. I mean, I, I don't I know. Agree with that. Do you? I don't. I don't see anything like Pritchard to me. Is like I don't know. Maybe like when he was given the opportunity, even, even you know when people were out either injured or with COVID, he still showed that he could be a valuable piece. Pritchard to me, isn't a backup point guard. He's a third string point guard. So he's pretty set where he is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they need to, I, I wouldn't be comfortable with him playing backup point guard minutes at all. No, if we're going to make the playoffs at all. Yeah. I think he's somebody that you, Unleashed when you really need some shooting, you know. I've always said that's what keeps him on the floor. When he's not shooting, it's not his defense. Obviously, it's keeping him out there. And in terms of being a distributor, there's other guys that do a better job of it. So, I mean, essentially, these three guys that that we always mention: Romeo, Neesmith, and Pritchard. Two of them, or or three of them, potentially, if they were just you know knockdown shooters, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? Yeah, no, if, if if the best shooter in the draft knew how to hit a three-pointer, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. That guy is the worst three-point shooter I've ever had. Like that's what I'm like, that's what I'm that's what I mean. Like there's they've all three of them have had like moments here and there during the season, but they just can't consistently put it together offensively, can I, especially. Can I bring up one thing? How the hell has Grant Williams developed a three-point shot? But the best shooter in the 2019 draft still can't hit an NBA three-pointer. That's just ridiculous to me. Yeah. Question. Oh, well, I mean, Grant, Grant obviously put the work in. I don't know. I, I love don't Grant. Know. I love me some Grant. Grant's been hated on. I don't know. What's that supposed to mean? You don't know. You're right. trying to say that they put the work in? No, no. I'm just saying, like, you, like it's constantly talked about that he's putting the work in. I'm not saying Nate Smith or whoever else is not putting the work in, but. Oh, he's not, obviously. Brad says he's the first one there and last one to leave. What are you talking about? Neesmith. Neesmith, then he sucks, bro. Then he really sucks. All right, well. First one there and last one to leave. 
He's been he's been commended for his work ethic. I'm just saying all the all the reason why it's not the easiest thing to just you know like you said package him in a deal and bye bye. This is let's just be real there. I think I think if you're if you're being if if you're being honest, the biggest trade chip you have is a Schroeder Langford because uh, like Pritchard and Naismith, no one wants them. I think I think teams do want Langford, but we overvalue Langford because we're you know. <laughs> And Celtics, it's the Celtics, you know, world overvalues who they draft. But like Langford was a top prospect. He's shown flashes. People like his athleticism. I think he could be a piece if you package him with Schroeder to bring back a rotational player that could make that that maybe fits this team a little better. And I'd be happy with that. Easier said than done. I don't want them to bring in some stiffs like they do. Some, uh, what do you call Some, uh, <laughs> Undersized big who can run the floor and just run up and down the court pretty much. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll you know what I'm gonna put some names together for next. See Mon- if I see a Monroe or Jabari Parker, I'm like no, 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 yeah. no. Oh, because they're buyouts, bro. They've always been buyouts. That's what I'm talking about. They something pay for a buyout guy. They no. feel like they got. They feel like they got. They got a uh, rod from the, the Fournier thing. You gonna do that again? Especially if they're trying to stand underneath the tag break tax. No. There, there are teams that would appreciate Dennis Schroeder as a as, as like that that feel like they're a piece away. Like Wait, who? Like who? Um, Guarantee you, most of the teams are only trying to part with with picks. Yeah, like like Cleveland, the Cleveland's of the world. They just they got they they got a you know a disabled uh, player exception. I mean, obviously, more pieces would have to be involved, but most likely would probably be a pick. And maybe an, <laughs> an expiring contract. For some reason, the way you started that, they're going to say a disabled human. I mean, a disabled human, you know. <laughs> Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz just lost angles. You know, he he was a ball handler for them. Well, I don't know if he was this year, but he used to be a ball handler for them. <laughs> I don't know if I call him a ball handler. <laughs> right. No, he, was, he used to handle. He He's a to, good passer, but I don't know if I call him like. wasn't Offense every once in a while. I mean, they just lost him. Okay, so and then, so when are you get him? When are you get him back? Well, you know, maybe Danny Ainge does a little uh, wink, wink, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, oh, what's going on? You, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. You know what I mean? You give me Langford. I, he, lo- you know, Danny Ainge loves himself some Langford. You give him Langford and Schroeder, maybe it gives you a little bit of a, uh, you know, something well, you desire. You know? Oh boy. So we'll see. I don't know. So we'll we're all in agreement that we'd be shocked if they traded Marcus Smart, right? Yeah, oh. I I think so. Um, you know he's he's playing extremely well, probably the best that he's played all season since he's been back. But then again, stranger things have happened. Unless you're trading Marcus Smart for as a part of a trade to like, and I, I'm not overvaluing him, but I but because I know like you could probably trade him for. An upgrade. You could upgrade Marcus Smart if you wanted to, right? Right now, I just, I just don't think. No, I just don't think you can do it right now in the oh, middle okay. of the season. All right. And I also, I also think that if you trade Marcus Smart in the middle of the season, you're trading him just to trade him. I don't think you get better. I think you get draft picks, and then that doesn't help this team win games. And then I think it sort of. You really think like if they lose Marcus Smart, then what are they going to tank? Like, what are they going to do? They're just going to be a worse middling playoff team. You know what I mean? Well, I'd assume there'd be a point guard coming in return, but I, I would be. I, I don't think it's a 
a better point guard. You know, honestly, like let's even talk about the Lakers rumors. Like, who are you gonna get on that team? That they're like you. You want a Malik Monk for Marcus Smart and a and a pick? Like, no. Like, how is that? How is that helping in any way, shape, or form? Uh, like, what? Where? Where? Who else is giving up the farm? Like, that's in really good contention. Like, I think I think Marcus Smart would fit really well on like a uh, like the Suns or the Warriors. But what are they giving up? Nothing. They're not giving you anything. You know what I mean? They'll give you a pick. And that's it. So I just don't feel like it makes sense. Like you're selling low on a player that could be you're selling low on a player that if you if things go well for you, you'd be looking to add a player like back to put you over the top, which just doesn't make any sense to me, man. I mean, you got to keep him and build around him. So. But I may be biased. I don't know. Is Marcus losing the team? Like throughout this whole span, I'm just I'm waiting for like one guy to be like, Man, but Marcus has been killing it. Oh, man, it's been so great to have Marcus back. And then Al Horford, of all people, you know, after the last win, after the blowout win against the Heat, he's like, you know who has been very vocal lately and been huge for us? I'm like, Marcus, right? He's like, nah, man, Jalen Brown. I'm like, oh, jeez. Like, all right, I get it. You know, Jalen's been balling too. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, can someone get the new prop? You know what? E-Mate's not going to do it. I mean, E-Mate will do it because he's like, okay, you can – finagle a question his way where he has to highlight what Marcus has been doing of late. But I like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that as a knock on email. I like the tough love. I like the you have to really earn his his uh, his props, so to speak, this season. That's what you're a rookie coach. What you're supposed to do. So I'm okay with that. But none of these guys have stepped up to say anything about Marcus. I haven't even seen Tatum. Like I feel like it's just been like, alright, Marcus, let's see if you can keep doing this. You know, Let's see if you can keep, you know, keep being consistent or something. I don't know what it is. How long have those rumors been around between Brown and Smart clashing? A couple of years, right? Since they blew up after the, in the bubble, right? Was it in the bubble that they blew up on each other? I, no, I think it, it goes back to like the second week of the season when he called out Tatum and Brown. It was like at the end of the game, these guys aren't passing the ball around the way we're supposed to. And then like the, the next time uh, Jalen did his media availability, he was just like, he was asked about it. He was like, yeah. You know, we, we like people to voice their opinion or whatever, but we didn't actually need that. We didn't need him to be, to be saying that. So ever since then, people started to be like, all right, well, maybe Jalen is not the biggest Marcus fan. Yeah. I mean, I almost, uh, so I don't know. But, but let me. Marcus, Marcus, right before he went down with COVID, though, it was, I forget which game it was that they, uh, it was a, it was a good, it was a big win for them. I think, I think Tatum was out or Tatum was struggling. And Marcus was like, I, a lot of people think that me and me and Jalen don't get along, but like, you know, it's, I think it's the opposite or whatever. And just because we don't talk about it in like in the media doesn't mean that we don't get along. Some shit like that to that effect. So, no, no, I'm talking about smart, smart, smart spoke about. I remember after a big win when I think when Tatum was either struggling or Tatum wasn't in the game or he didn't play that Brown went off and so did uh, so did smart, like smart. They both had a good game. And I think yeah. after the game, I remember smart saying. Something to the effect of people think that me and Jillian don't get along, but like we've we're like we've always been understanding of each other or something like that to that effect. We've always uh, been civil. It's like when people drop that. Yeah, I mean, I think um, so. I, I I think it could be something like this. It's interesting you bring that point up about no one giving Marcus Smart props because this team has always given Marcus Smart props, but maybe like there's just like a recognition of like okay. When Marcus Smart's head gets a little too big, it's actually not good for our team. You know what I mean? 
So like maybe it's just like yo, let's let's just keep it how it is. Marcus Smart is is playing really well. He knows what his role is. He knows how he fits into this team. Like just let let it be. We don't need to pump his tires up because we know when we do that, then he then he starts you know taking fifteen twenty shots a game and and uh, everyone's complaining about it. You know. So I don't know. Maybe he's found his role. Maybe this is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty quiet. Other than saying that, like he loves the fact that he may been challenging him. He's been pretty quiet since he's been since he's been back. It hasn't been any uh, quote you know controversial comments that he's that he's made that people are trying to like depict in the media. Other than the fact that he said he's still got glass in his hand, but whatever. What was that about? <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, Marcus, trying to uh, trying to diminish your trade value. We appreciate from, that. Wait, from the mirror? Yeah, yeah. When you yeah. punch the fucking yeah, the mirror yeah, like shot, three, four shots ago. Was like seventeen beers deep in by that week, this past weekend, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was. Nope. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that was that was a lot. I didn't. I I I missed that man. I didn't hear about the the glasses hand. Still. Someone someone asked me because he like in like the middle of the game he like grabbed his hand and they were, he was just oh yeah I still got glass in there. Doctor said that like if they remove it then it could fuck his hand up. So he just left this just left it in there. Yeah, good for good for him. Well, that's a that's a, a lesson for all you uh, young young bucks. Stuff. No matter how hot she is, punch the wall. Don't punch the mirror. All right. Never punch the mirror. Because the wall, the wall is uh, it's softer. The wall will crush your hand. And you'll break your hand. But at least you won't have shards of glass in your hand for the rest. Uh, of the day, right? no, no torn ligaments. I got you. Yeah, Marcus Smart almost had to. Remember, he almost had to retire. Yeah, he said that it, it was going to have been a career ending. Yeah, I got if it. Was, if it was like a centimeter over, he would have cut the ligament in his in his hand, and he would have had to retire, bro. Imagine his trade value at that point, non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> really? Maybe, just, maybe at this point the team is just like they're used to whatever is smart. Not only brings to the table, but what he has to say, and it's just whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, it doesn't. It's just like, oh, that's just Marcus. It's just Marcus being Marcus. It's whatever. Yeah. You know, I look at it two ways. I look at it as Maybe Marcus Smart's becoming a little self-aware. His boy Danny Ainge isn't there anymore. You know, who he always knew he was never going to trade Marcus Smart. I think also that could be that. I think that could be helping him sort of fit in a little more than have to like really force his way into a leadership position. And that also like he may be tough on actually resonating. This could be the first good thing that Ime Adoka has done as the Boston Celtics coach. If he can make Marcus Smart fit into this team and make Marcus Smart the starting point guard, like, and make it work, that's actually the first check mark. Well, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think you, there's some there's some truth to that because he's like he's I think he's settling into like his role like this this whole notion that a lot of Celtics fans who don't want him here are like oh he's he's been the same player for seven years. Actually, no, it's only been you know forty some games that he's been asked to to be the the starting point guard, and it's like relax. That he may actually coach, and I oh. think I think as of now, it's maybe it's it's getting to that point where it's he's figuring out his role. Smart. I agree. I agree, and it's like it's like a fine wine, bro. You know. And maybe it took for him to be away from 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 playing to realize what I got to do when I come back. Yep. This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is powered by BetOnline.ag. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scored, totals, 
player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website. To sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just go use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. That's CLNS50. And it's not just football. BetOnline's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline. The fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Jutra. It's about that time, bro. You ready? What are we doing? About that time to look ahead. Oh. Celtics got a little bit of a. I wouldn't say a challenging four game stretch, but one that. they could make some noise, I think, the way it looks. So tonight, the Hornets come to Boston again. They were just in Boston. What the hell? Well, they're, they're back again, man. No, no, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, they're back. They play. They play. Uh, they play teams a few, few times. Yeah, they, they were just here. Yeah, so it happens. All right, like you Fuck. know, like and especially teams that are in the same conferences that they can actually play at at home against that same team more than once. No, no. Home and away, home and away. You don't yeah. say you don't you don't have the Hornets come here twice before you go see the Hornets. Okay. Well, they already played <laughs> the Hornets the, once already over there. Yeah, we've seen the NBA had the Celtics go no. on the road. No, had the Celtics host a team, go on the road to another team to another spot, and then visit that same team they just played. Like this happens all the time. You know what? I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> well, that's a whole that. different thing. So Hornets come to Boston again. Revenge game. That was the. That was probably their worst loss of the month. That that game, uh, maybe down the Hawks. I don't know. Yeah, I think the I think the Hawks was pretty bad. Yeah, but the Hornets State had no business. They got came in and Terry Rozier spanked them. Anyway, but, but Smart wasn't in that game, and Robert Williams didn't play that game because you know the birth of his kid or whatever, which you know some people were confused about. But anyways, yeah, it's crazy how like a Time Lord can have a child, right? Yeah. No, it's I think like, it's the like, fact that he missed. Two games because of it, but I think that's what you meant. But that second game was the was the Hornets game, and people were like, you know, <laughs> is this a new thing that you know you can miss as many games as you want when you, your kid comes into the world? You can miss as many games as you need, guys. Like Jesus Christ, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not I saying. Can't I, wait. I, I can't wait for the player who takes a month off, and people are gonna be like, oh, then you can take as much time as you need. <laughs> <laughs> Early, baby. Like when Tatum has his next child and he's off for like like ten right. games, what are you gonna say? Like, there's a limit for everything. Like <laughs> you can't just say that. Like what? You can't. You can take. They they played what? They played on a on a dude. He didn't play. give birth. He's not healing. All right. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. That that was the week that they played a day game in New Orleans and then a night game in in on Wednesday on the Wednesday after. Right. Yeah. Come on, he can he can miss that time if they're born on a Monday. You can't he can't come back to work on Thursday after the birth of his child, bro. And anyway, we're missing. Plus, we're missing the fact that this is we're still in COVID. If you leave the fucking hospital, you can't go back and see your wife or your female companion. So you know, ain't no damn wife. Well, that's why I corrected myself. (laughs) My point is, like, once he's out, he can't go back in. 
Well, the monkey's out the bag, can't come back in. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once you let him out. Right. You, know, you don't know what kind of trouble he can hospital, get into. All, all hospital rules. <laughs> <That's not> even... <laughs> all <laughs> hospital rules are like, just, you know, for, for COVID reasons, whatever. Anyways, uh, I didn't think we'd get into this topic, but paternity leave's a real thing, guys. A real thing. No, listen, man. I'm all, for, I'm all for. I like, look. If you want to take a week, or whatever, women's school games, do you? But let's not say, let's not get carried away and be like, he could take as much time as you want. No, okay. If you okay. take a whole month off, people would lose their mind. Hold on. Imagine email having to explain that shit every week. When is your center coming back? Is yeah, yeah, no. But like when he first, when he first like missed the Pelicans game, everyone was like, "What the hell happened? He just had an ill game, and and I was out for personal reasons." And no one, everyone was trying to figure out what the fuck were the personal reasons. Was he late again? Was he, you know? Then people start speculating. It's what it is. What it is. I still think that they should be able to beat the Hornets without Robert Williams, anyways. But Marcus Smart, Robert Williams being back in the lineup, I think that's huge. So winnable. Then you got, then you got the Pistons in Detroit. You never know what happens in Detroit. You know, even though they're the worst team in the league, you never. You, I feel like the Celtics go up there and just you never know. It could be a blowout by fifty for the Celtics, or they could the you know Cade Cunningham's going for sixty points against us, bro. I don't. I don't know. It's it's feel. You got to make sure there's, there's no, no elbows going to get thrown though. Is the winning healthy? Oh, Kelly O. You never. He's dropping twenty five. He's healthy. Yeah, the Kelly O factor and the Detroit going to Detroit in the middle of the season yeah. factor. He's averaging like 30 points a game against the Celtics since he left, I swear. It's, yeah, no, I swear. He just goes off. It's like, <laughs> fucking loves it. Oh, and Kelly O's back after a month off. He's going to drop like 45. He's yeah. like, I want to spend my career here, motherfuckers. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I circled this game on my calendar. My shoulder is still torn, but I'm going to play and put up four. <laughs> I have a Celtics tattoo that I never told anyone about. No one ever gives me credit for trying to make it friends with Tom Brady and getting him to that Durant meeting. No one ever gives me credit. Bro, bro. <laughs> I'm the reason why he actually considered it, really, guys. Like, I, I said a couple of the jokes to Kevin. You don't even remember when I told that joke? <laughs> I told that joke about the popcorn, you know? And I, I was like, yo, watch this. Watch how high I can throw this popcorn and catch it in my mouth, Kevin. And he was like, wow, that's pretty cool, Kelly. Maybe I'll join the Celtics, you know? That happened. That's 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 in the meeting notes, man. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. So never gets enough credit. If you catch this, I'll sign this contract right now. And Kelly missed it. <laughs> no, <laughs> Kelly, if you, if you flip this bottle and it lands, you know, straight up, okay. I'm in. Now you know Kelly caught it. And you have He's to like, marry your mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but I don't have a mother-in-law. I, well, you're fucked then. That's it. It's done. He's, this this uh, meeting's over, guys. I'm out of here. All right. Yeah. Meeting adjourned. Uh, good to meet you, Tom. I'm out. And he's like, damn it. Why can't you just say you have a fucking mother-in-law? <laughs> you have no good car ideas. Shut up, Paul. You probably love your mother-in-law. I actually do. Oh, my God. He admitted it. <laughs> Paul? What? Paul? What? You have the good uh, yeah, even if he did say, even if he, like, I'm sure Kevin Durant was just, like, stringing Kelly Olenek along the entire meeting to make him feel like, yeah, man, you know. I'm so really- the office you guys run again? <laughs> Yo, that'd be, that'd, be, that'd be hilarious if he just kept putting up all these speculations to, like, for Kelly O to do, and, like, he would, he would complete them, every single thing, and he's just thinking, like, fuck, what else can I fucking say that he's not going to do so I can be like, I'm out, guys. <laughs>
like Kelly Olynyk. Okay, I will sign with you if Kelly Olynyk does two hundred pull ups right. Jay Jay looks over Kelly. Or or like or like. I need you to break dance right now. Break dance, and if I don't like it, I'm out. Kevin Durant. He just pulls out a cardboard and no one saw it before. Like, what the fuck did he get his cardboard from? What the hell? I'm dying because they're on the vineyard, bro. Imagine. Uh, <laughs> he's like, he's like Kelly Olenek. He's like, <laughs> and Kevin Durant's like, yeah, what type of offense are you running? And Brad Steven gets up to the whiteboard. He's like, so Kevin, this is my plan. He's like, no, Kelly, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, and Kelly's like, Jamie Age is like, fuck. <laughs> First time he ever draws an F-bomb, fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no one invited this dude. Who told this dude get cut? What the hell? He said, Kelly, I saw you drop that uh, that 28 on the Warriors. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> oh, man. Never gets enough credit, Kelly. Like, almost got the rant, you know? I think that I think what people remember most is not only was he in that meeting, but that he had that fucking tie dye shirt on. I, I sure, bro, and the backwards fucking floppy hat or whatever that thing was. <laughs> Just the whole. No, he, hey, legit, so, he legit happened to you, be. Could you? Like, were you trying to look out of place? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he legit just happened to be, like, you know, walking through, like, you know, cleaning out his locker or whatever. When they're like, oh, hey, guys, what's, what's going on? Where's everybody going? Oh, we're about to go to fucking, you know, to the Hamptons with uh, with, with Brady to try to convince KD to come through. Yo, can I come? Yo, let me go. I want to go, guys. Let me go. Come on. It wasn't much. This vintage. It was even worse. It was the Hamptons. Yeah, it was the Hamptons. Yeah. It was the Hamptons. Yeah, it was the Hamptons, right. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly Olenek looked like the guy trying to sell drugs <laughs> to the rich people. That's what he looked like. The preppy, yeah, the preppy, the preppy drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, yeah, no, the, he's yeah. got, he's got everything. everything. Yeah, Kevin's like, yo, roll this weed, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <like, laughs> uh, yeah, he's definitely that guy who has everything, and his weed is ridiculously overpriced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the hippie looking stoner guy. Yep. Because <laughs> he knows everyone can afford it. He knows where he's at. He's like, fuck yeah. It's like, yeah, we called in Tom Brady and we have him sitting next to Kelly Olinick in the meeting room. Like, that is just. Uh, well, yeah. hey, if it wasn't for Kelly, I don't think Kevin ever even takes that meeting. So there you go. Um, so what they got after the Pistons, <laughs> where Kelly's going to drop like 50. <laughs> yeah, so that's an L. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, they, <laughs> they better not throw any elbows. You know, you don't want anybody on the Pistons just just going off. You know, like a fucking WWE wrestler and shit. Very true. Very true. Uh, then Magic, the Celtics traveled down to Orlando, play the Magic. I think they get back to back the two worst teams in the Eastern Conference, which is nice. It's a Sunday six p.m. game. Can't complain about that on the weekend before you know the the off weekend of uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and then. Probably the the matchup we're, we're all sort of looking for Celtics at Nets. No Kyrie because it's in Brooklyn. Suck out, you know. <laughs> no, uh, no KD. Speaking of KD, no KD. It'd just be Harden and the rest of the bunch um, trying to trying to hold it down. So that 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 again is a big. If the Celtics can win that game, it shouldn't be looked upon like oh they didn't have X Y Z. They're playing who's on the schedule, right? It just it is what it is, man, and that's. That, that's what I'm looking for. So, yeah, Hornets at home, Pistons away, Magic away, Nets away. 
So what what do you guys think? Four and zero, baby. No way. Four and zero, baby. I'm 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 going to do your rap. Four and zero. Oh. I like it. Sway. Yo, man. The first time ever. I've never felt more confident in this team since we've been doing this segment to do what Sean always calls for. Four and zero. Hey. <laughs> Okay, okay, what do I do, guys? I mean, I feel like I'm back there to do a quarter, you know? <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Charles will be like, Charles will be like, I'm feeling like two and two. I don't know, guys. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Kelly O, they play Brooklyn. Uh, At least three and one. Joe Harry's going to go off. Who knows? <laughs> the Hornets just smacked us, you know? Cole Anthony's back. Uh, uh-uh. Come on. Come on. <laughs> And he's four and Let's go. Hey, let's go. The trifecta. There we go. Yeah, uh, fuck was the last time we did a trifecta of agreeing with their, you know, the record here. That's. I think Kyrie Irving was still playing. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they were on like a ten game winning streak. Yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie was still in Cleveland, or he was in Boston already. <laughs> I think this is this team's gonna go all the way, guys. <laughs> this, is, this, uh, is, this is the real deal here. They've turned the corner finally. Yo, somebody tell Kyrie to put a fucking mask. So fucking stacked, though. Not to get into it, but. Uh, <laughs> It all the time. What happened? I think about it all the time. No, just the, the, how how everyone was so stacked. Man. Literally everything went wrong. Literally everything. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Honestly, though, have you seen a better team in the Eastern Conference since? Like all around better team. Brooklyn, okay, was completely healthy. Yeah, but Brooklyn, but yeah, but they just they never they've never all healthy all together. But they're no. you know why? Like Young Tatum and Brown, Kyrie. Rosier coming off the bench, Marcus yeah. Morris, Al Horford, you know, freaking Al in his best. Gordon Hayward. You know? Yo, the thing about that team Shane Larkin is, oh my is God, not even squad. that one year. They were legitimately the best team that would have been built for success for the next five to six years of each Yes, Texas. that's exactly what you want. You have the you have the two young guys, you got the veterans. You got the, the the role players that just do their job. They're like 25, 26. Marcus Morris was blossoming into that like yep. consistent everyday NBA player. Like it was all happening perfectly. But and you know what? Couldn't, couldn't do it. Like you legit, legit. Five years you after you know Pearson Garnett, it was like, oh, this this is actually turning into what this is what what Danny what Danny wanted to to turn like, into. This is how you rebuild. Yeah, this exactly. Is it. Rebuild. Like, without... You can say what you want about the last couple of years, but Danny was like, yo, this is what I. This, my plan, I, I've, I'm on plan D right now. Like, right. fuck, guys. Like, it's just like, right. I'm all out here. I'm all out. Like, that's it. Like, like, while, everybody, while everybody wanted, you know, or thought that IT was going to be the one leading the pack, you know, I fucking pulled off this Kyrie deal. And here, here we are. We're legit contenders. Yeah, but see, that was plan C. <laughs> like, plan A was with, plan A was, was, was KD. And then it was, you know, on yeah, to yeah. Anthony Davis. And yeah. then it was, okay, well, we got Kyrie. We got these young guys coming in. You know, they're already, you know, Blossoming into young young studs, Hayward's back. This is it. Like you know, no, no, just wasn't. Uh, the beginning of the end was Hayward's injury. Honestly, we didn't know at the time. That first, that was, which was the first minute of that was it. Yeah. That was literally it right there. Because the unknown of like what that team would have looked like, we didn't even know who Tatum was when Hayward got injured. Dude, I'll never forget his first game ever. His first NBA game, first regular season game. No one was around him. I was the only one talking to him. I was I was asking questions, and there was literally the entire Boston Celtics media was surrounding Kyrie as he puts his shoes on. I was yeah. like, "This is crazy." 
Yep. Wild. And it was yeah, crazy man. too because Tatum didn't even think he was going to get like that much burn on a, on a roster like that. No, as soon as Kyrie left the gym, that's when everyone swarmed to, to Tatum or later on. Like, Tatum, Tatum would have been the Kawhi Leonard on that championship team. If, if everyone stayed healthy, Tatum probably would have had a nice run in the playoffs and and sort of put himself on the map like he did in the playoffs anyways. But but obviously not as like the number one. Number but see, but see, like they didn't they didn't they didn't struggle. So now they're kind of struggling. And let's see how they come out on the other side here. All right. You know, silver lining. I'm looking at silver lining. Yeah, we just we just want to come on, right. guys. We can't bring ourselves down that much. We just we just all agreed on four zero. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> we went the complete opposite direction after we're this all team like, is so, "This team is trash compared to that team." <laughs> no, I know, oh. but we just like the, the whole like momentum thing, and we're just like, "Yo, remember when this team was actually better than it is right now?" <laughs> and then it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. When we thought, yeah, you're right. Brutal. Brutal, brutal. Anyways, nicely done. Uh, sure. yeah. Nicely done. Take, take, for taking us back down memory lane. Let's leave. Uh, let, let, let's leave the Celtics for for a second. Let's take our trip around the NBA, right? With Joel's. In case you missed it. 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 Joel, what we miss? Uh, a little Ben Simmons lose right now, as uh, the uh, Sixers are are still in no rush to to trade their All Star point guard, who hasn't played one single minute this season. And during this whole time he hasn't played, he has lost over $19 million in fines. And if he continues to not play, he can lose upwards of $31 million. So pretty much every two weeks, instead of getting a paycheck, he gets a, he gets a fine. That's exactly so what's this guy's end game here? Like, I know what I'm saying. I want to know what the buck the end game is. I think after the, I think after the trade deadline, if he doesn't get traded, he's going to be like, guys, uh, I think I'm, I think my, my mental health is, is better. I think I'm, they can play again, and they're gonna be like, "Fuck you! You're good. You're not. You're not playing." That's what I think. But stranger things have happened, like the Nets having Kyrie come back. But anyways, uh, you guys think that Sacramento deal was was real? Because if if it was, uh, why the fuck wouldn't you do that? Um, what was the deal? I forget what well, the deal was. I'm trying to remember the, what the Sacramento deal, deal or you talking about the Pistons deal? Because the Pistons deal was wild. Which one was the Pistons deal? The Pistons deal was like uh, for Simmons, right? It was, it was yeah, like it was the, Jeremy Grant, Jeremy um, Grant, Sadiq Bay, Sadiq Bay. Yep. Kay Cunningham. No, I'm just <laughs> And then yeah, I think another and another, Kelly Olynyk. No. Yeah, probably Kelly. It probably was Kelly Olynyk actually. That's <laughs> the contracts there. Yeah, uh, I would have done that in a heartbeat. If you're trying to build around Joel Embiid, you get athleticism, shooting, and Kelly Olynyk. What? Like you, you do that? You added a you added another score, a legit. Score, and you and made your, and you made your roster deeper. No, you get and, and you get a, a three and like Jeremy Grant on the right situation. I think it's like he made the Olympic team because he was a great role player on a great team. You know what I mean? Like I think he could easily. Uh, yeah, I, he would I, easily, he would easily be like their second best player. Well, no, I think if you're if you're still because because the thing is that in that deal you're just giving up a guy that you're not playing anyways. Yeah. And now you get to your team. Then is the deepest team in the Eastern Conference. You have the MVP candidate in the Eastern, and, and, and you know the by far MVP candidate in the East. But like an MVP candidate, probably the leading MVP candidate in the league. And you got an up and coming youngster. And then a young athletic team that can shoot and defend. What? 
Why wouldn't you take that? I, well, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I, they, like they're 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 banking on Ben Simmons coming back. That's they must be. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, the report was that the Kings pulled out of the pursuit. So, I mean, what people had in mind was either Fox or Halliburton, but it sounds like they're they're not they're, they don't want to trade either one. But the the, the rumored deal was one of those guys. Yeah. I mean, no, 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 no. You know what? No, it was neither one. It was neither one. This was it. It was Harrison Barnes, Buddy Hield, and Rakan Holmes. How do you not take How that? You, you not, had another yeah. shooter that you could compliment with Seth Curry. Yeah. You have, uh, I guess, a reunion with Holmes. Was it Holmes there before? Sean Holmes started. Yeah, yeah. He started there, right? And then you have a fucking wing, uh, a 3 and D. Not even, I can't even, I mean, Harrison Harrison Barton is a 3 and D guy, but he's like, I feel like you're, you're cutting him short, if you call him that. Like, he's a, he can put up 20 on any given night, and, and it's just a solid score, I guess. He's just a wing scorer. Yeah, I wouldn't I just say he's just a 3 and D. I think both deals are similar. I just think that I like this one better. Right? This is way better. Right? <laughs> oh, see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Pistons. I'm a Pistons. But either way, like yeah, either way, either way, getting... both deals were good deals. I don't know. Both I'm, deals... A low, I'm a low key Buddy Hield guy because I just think he's like he's gonna carve out this like role player. Like he's gonna be shooter. like he's gonna be like a better J.R. Smith, right? Something like that. Yeah, like Jay that's, that's gonna help. That's gonna help like a a, a playoff team, like. I don't know if it'll be JJ Ray. I don't know if it'll be like automatic, but he's just gonna be like a thorn in like teams aside. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I wish that. that could happen in Boston somehow. I agree. I don't with think that. That. But the thing, the I thing is, though, the Kings are the only team that have been reported like all season long trying to talk about a potential trading for Ben Simmons. But these these potential trades are just you know we don't know if they're if that exactly what was on the table. But I think the Kings are just afraid to like pull off a deal and feel like they're gonna get. You know the short end of the stick, but it is really stupid of them because oh, I agree. the longer Ben Simmons doesn't play, the worse these deals get. Yeah, like this is about the best you're gonna get. The fact that they think they can pull, like who, like who do they think they're going to get for Ben Simmons? Yeah, Dame, yeah, right? like yeah. Dame, Dame's not. You know, uh, you're not. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get anybody on the Blazers that are worth was worth anything. Like you know, McCollum or Dame or or anything like that. I don't think you're going to be able to go and like ask teams, even the Sacramento. They're not going to give up Fox or Halliburton. Those are the cornerstones of their franchise for a guy that literally gave up on his team. <laughs> like you're, they're not going to give that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, when you get to get an all star, that's not what we do around here. Yeah, that's like <laughs> a guy a guy who didn't speak to his team all summer long. <laughs> yeah, and if you <laughs> show up at training camp. If you're the Pistons, right? Everybody, this is Ben. Ben, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, fuck you. He just, he's like, it, it, like, Ben, did you leave your phone in your locker? Or, uh, you know. Any, anyways. I he's think, like that annoying nuclear. was like, yo, this kid sucks. Yeah. You know, why do we have to play with him, man? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Ben. <laughs> Hi, Ben. Ben. <laughs> Be running our offense. <laughs> Darren Fox is like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I know, like he's doing one of these, like looking around at everybody, like, "Jeez, oh, I hate this guy." No one. <laughs> yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't say a word. He's like, "I fucking hate this guy." Yeah. I fucking hate this but guy. then, if you're the Pistons, it makes sense. <laughs> he just walks through the room. This guy again. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> if you're a shitty team, it makes sense to give up some of your pieces for Simmons because at the end of the day, if if you want to give up, like, let's say that deal, you give up Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bay, and Kelly Olenek. 
and then you maybe get a draft pick too, like from from uh, the the 76ers. But like then you can just like that's super low on Ben Simmons and mm-hmm. just get draft picks and assets back and be like, hey, I just want young players and assets. Like I'm, I'm, I don't care. You know what I mean? We're tanking anyways. Let's go, let's get some draft picks around Kate Cunningham. Or they could potentially you know starts you know trying to entice free agents too because the Detroit's always willing to spend. They don't, spend, yeah. they don't spend it wisely, but they're always willing to spend. Listen, if Ben Simmons is not ha- happy in Philadelphia, <laughs> damn sure not going to be happy in Detroit. Well, that's what you call. That's what you got to build around them. <laughs> but that's why you say to him, like, what up, though? As I can't keep a straight face when I said that. Just like, listen, buddy, the whole the, the whole offense is yours. If you want to play in L.A. He's like, really? Play- yeah. Yeah, so according, according to ESPN, uh, Simmons, he still shows up to shoot-arounds and uh, film sessions to avoid more fines. But uh, according to ESPN, he, uh, quote, rarely stays long or engages with anyone, end quote. Is that really what's reported? I mean, come on. <laughs> Obviously. What the fuck is he going to say? Hey, guys, by the way, man, what happened in the fourth quarter, man? You guys didn't run the play the right way. Like, fuck you, bro. You know, I would have done this. You know? <laughs> Say, yeah, right. fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, next time, you, next time you got a curl on that one, you know what I mean? It's like, what? Joel, Joel, he was waiting for he was waiting for a pick there. Why didn't you set the pick for him right there? Why didn't you set the pick, Ben? <laughs> oh, was, was that was the reason? Yeah, get the fuck out of here! Man. Get this clown out of here! All right, all right. See, this is this is why I don't want to come to these things. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no I, I showed up, okay? You. Let the record be known. I showed up, so you ain't gonna find me for this one. I showed up. Y'all kicking me out, but I showed up. Fuck I y'all. showed up. I showed up. Joel. Joel was at home again. <laughs> okay. Seth Curry, Seth Curry, who barely talks, he's just like, another L for Ben, huh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. All right. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, in case you missed it, speaking of the 76ers, uh, according to Yahoo Sports, a potential Harden to 76ers deal could lead to an investigation. All right. Oh shit! Listen to this. Teams around the That's NBA. What happens when you start when you, when you talk too much, right? James. Like teams <laughs> teams around the NBA would consider asking the league to investigate a James Harden to a 76ers deal. Should the Brooklyn Nets uh, All Star land in Philly, whether it's you know this year by a trade or potentially signing with the 76ers this offseason? You know, we we all know that uh, he hasn't signed an extension, right? So he's going to test free agency come uh, come the off season. There, Mister uh, Mister James Harden, who's I don't think he's happy right now in Brooklyn. Oh, he's testing those waters. Yeah, he is not happy. Not yeah, he's not got both all. feet both feet in right now, bro. He's ready to go. Yeah, what would y'all say if they fucking pulled off a trade at the trade deadline for James Harden, which they should have done last season? Oh, that team goes to the finals. So it's like that team. That team's gonna probably win it. <laughs> and the Celtics will seriously consider their future in the offseason. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are we doing here now, guys? They will, like, you know, put their hands behind their backs and figure out what the fuck went wrong here. Another trial and error. That's when Brad drops the what the fuck happened. <laughs> uh, uh, and in case you missed it. Uh, Joe Ingles, he has suffered a left ACL tear. The uh, 34-year-old is out for the season, for the rest of the season, and probably part of next season if he is signed because he's going to be a free agent come the offseason. You know how uh, rumors were kind of swirling around possible trade target for the Celtics. 
that's uh that's probably dead right now at this point. Oh, we don't need Joel Ingles now. We're good. <laughs> we, we, we good? You good? You sure? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, MRI MRI on Monday showed uh that he's got a uh, structural damage, so that's a wrap for uh, for a thirty four year old Joe agreed. Ingles. He's retiring. <laughs> he's retiring, yeah, right. All right, and in case you missed it, this past week marks the two years since the uh, tragic death of uh, Kobe Bryant uh, and his daughter Gigi and seven others in the tragic helicopter crash. A statue of uh, Kobe and Gigi now stands at the site of the accident, but it's only going to be temporary, according to the Mountains Recreation Conservation Authority. Uh, as of right now, there are no plans for a permanent memorial at the site. Dan Medina is the uh, the sculptor who erected the 160-pound statue. Uh, he says that he's willing to donate a life-size version of the statue to the uh, city for free. But as of right now, there are no current plans in the works. And um, real quick, in the days since the, uh, the two-year anniversary, listen to this. LeBron James has tied Kobe Bryant for the total games played, right, at uh, 1,346. The Lakers on that day were 24 and 24. And they were the eighth seed out west. And they were ready to play the 76ers in Philly. Right? You can't make this shit up. Wow. Yeah, Damn. That's, that's wild. There's always there's been that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> in those I'm trying to remember the ones that were like right after he passed. It was like the, the number thing was crazy for like a yeah. week. It was like something with the Lakers, like somebody going off or like. 24 and 8. Or yeah. Like, it was just a bunch of stuff. I got to do some research, but like, yeah, man, here we go again. Two years later. It's yeah. crazy. And this past Monday, Steph Curry now holds the record for the most 20 points scored in a quarter, passing Kobe Bryant in the process after scoring 21 points in the fourth quarter against the Rockets. So Curry now stands at 37 20 point quarters to Kobe's 36. And James Harden is next up with 25, rounding out the top three. So crazy, right? James Tatum's at eight. Is he? Or are you just making that up? <laughs> <laughs> no, because the number eight, bro. Oh, oh, gotcha. <laughs> no, but the way he did his face too, he's just like, mm, let me check. <laughs> That's cool. We doing it, man. <laughs> at twenty-four, check. twenty-four. This team is supposed to be twenty-four, twenty-four. Never mind the eight seed. And and what? And LeBron, LeBron hasn't played since. By the way, he's he's out with the with yeah. the knee injury. <laughs> and I Kobe's think- like, I never approved. I don't approve it. And I think Tatum's like best game of the season happened that the the next game they played after that anniversary too against the Wizards, right? The fifty point game, probably. Yeah, sounds about oh, right. That was yeah, yeah you're sounds right. about right. Yeah, close. That's actually before it was actually on the twenty fourth. So go figure. And the anniversary of Kobe was a couple of days later. Yep, Tatum came out and put up. Put up 50 and 50, what, 51 is one of his best games in the Celtics. 51, I think it was like. That's one of the, that's one of the season for sure. 12 sure. rebounds. I think it was like three assists shy of like a triple double. That would have been insane. Yep. So. And last but not least, <laughs> congrats to the greatest quarterback of all time. Who's calling it a career after 22 oh, glorious man. years. The man, the legend, Tom Brady, arguably the most important athlete of this generation. Oh, man. 10 years in between two dynasty runs. Like, come on. Going to an irrelevant franchise and winning another Super Bowl at age forty-three, like, yo, this dude, still one of the top quarterbacks in the game at forty-four. I'm having a hard time with this guys. I don't know about you, but I'm having a hard time with these guys. Like, yeah, well, it's not the worst way to go out. 
because you did the comeback, you didn't win the game and everything, but I think it's gonna go out like I that. I don't know, man. It's just been tough. It's been tough. Right. I didn't think so either. Even when the initial report came out, I was like, I could still see them trying to fix the team around and, and trying to convince them to come back, but now someone brought up a good point. Too I forget who it was. Too but, many variables uh, that that wouldn't happen. Well, yeah. no, there was a report that he never wanted to have like what Kobe had, the farewell year. And because of that initial report, that's going to happen. If you were to play another year, everywhere you go, oh, your last time in break, that's that. And then even more pressure, then you know, the grind. And then if he says he can't give it 100%, then that's it. And that's the Tom Brady that we all know, that he's not going to he's not gonna suit up for another season if he, if he feels like he can't give it 100%. So, yeah, man. I'm, I'm hey, hell, hell of a career. I'm happy for him. I'm not disappointed. A uh, little surprised, but uh, I'm... I'm happy for him that he's in this. He's in this positive space to walk away from the game. I mean, I, I'm a little disappointed. Uh, obviously, now I'm mad at myself for being so begrudgingly, uh, you know, that he left after that one. Like last year, I was in a space of like, man, this fucking sucks, and I should have just enjoyed Brady. I should have just enjoyed his Super Bowl. You know. Pats were sucking. We had Cam Newton. It didn't matter anyways. You bought a Cam Newton jersey? Yep, I know. I know. I was very much like, okay, he's leaving us. Let's turn the page. I was like, you know, whatever. It is what it is. After that, after, yeah, it, it is. I still think he's he could easily come back next year. You know what I actually think this has more to do with? I think this has more to do with the Tampa Bay situation. And that, that was. Like bringing like everybody next- back? Yeah. They they had no chance of getting anyone back. Bruce Arians, obviously, he wasn't getting along with him at the end. Uh, he sucks. Yeah, the Antonio Brown thing sort of blew up in his face. Big time. And I, I think if they were like, okay, Tom, we'll let you go, he would sign with another team right now and play at year 45, I just think. Yeah. Which is, where, which is the age he wanted to go out. Right. right. Yeah, but that would, no, I don't think that happens. It's just more pressure to go through the whole thing again. I don't know. No, man. Because if he could go, if if like, he's, he's, he's not LeBron, bro. That is a switch up team. This is yeah. The Buccaneers was just about getting away from the Patriots. Like, you guys don't want to do it my way. Then I'm doing it my way. You know. Yeah. No, but and yeah. I, I think well, I, I I agree, but I yeah I think you know he just I think he just wanted one more opportunity to get to a Super Bowl, and that's yeah. not that's going to be tough next season because the besides the fact that. They won't be able to sign everybody again like they did this year. It's another year. It's a, it's a, it's uncertainties that goes along with that. And there's other teams that have, you know, they've improved during these yeah, last man. couple of years. No, I, I, I think they should have been a little more aggressive. Now that they look back on it, right? The, the Bucks been a little more aggressive to, they knew Godwin was down before the trade deadline. They could have got someone there. They, they could have, you know, done what the Rams did and just give up mortgage the future to build around Brady, and they, I think they thought they were all set. So, yeah, I mean, look here, here in New England, right? There's been you know David Ortiz who just got elected into the Hall of Fame, you know Paul Pierce who recently just walked into the Hall of Fame. Like, yo, Brady was the last like man standing from that era that from we grew da- up that we grew up watching. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that twenty year. That twenty year period of of dominance, and Joel, he was the first. I know that's what I'm saying. Like he was, the, he was the first, and he was the last man standing from that from that era. 
and yeah. he still could keep going. That's what that's what that's what's crazy to me. Like he could still he's still at the top, one of the top you know QBs in the game right now at forty four years old. Yeah. Well, like the, like the which show. I think is something he cared about too. You know, he got out, he left on top. He wasn't one of those like aging quarterbacks or Brett Favre in it. You know, keep coming back over and over. Yeah, man. I and I, I think I think to be honest, like if you, it, I think that there's a lot that we took for granted. Yeah. About Brady, and if we go back, like I, we, I was talking about one of my one of my buddies is like, you know, we could go back and watch just like a random season and just like binge that see like a random season, and you'd be absolutely like wowed at like what Tom Brady did while he was here with what he had, mm. you know. For so long, like you know, I even like the think past of, were always Super Bowl contenders. Like it's crazy. You're right. Of, and, and and this is like a season, and this is like probably the worst season, right? That season where he was throwing passes to Rache Caldwell and Doug Gabriel. Mm. This was before Gronk. This was before Hernandez, and he still was a half away from the Super Bowl up against Peyton Manning with yeah, all yeah, Manning's yeah. weapons. It was right there. Was right? right? There. Yeah. They're 21 to 3 at halftime. And then, of course, like, we know how what happened, but, like, getting to that point yeah. is absolutely remarkable. We all know what happened in those set, right? Yeah, so, like, those type, of, those type of years, like, you just look back on it in a 22 season, it seems like a flip in the radar. But, like, damn, like, there is so much to go back and uh yeah yeah because it's like that that era of just like boston sports is just like dominating like everything and brady was a big chunk of that like the, the pats were a big reason big reason for that you know fortunately yeah, like, all good things come to an end you know it's just that's just back to life now one year in his 20 years as a patriot where the patriots not super bowl contenders when brady was the quarterback exactly yeah because even the year that he was that he didn't play because he tore his acl they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you take that year out, that's every year that he was the quarterback, they were favorites to get to the Super Bowl. Like look at look at look at Mahomes, who a lot of people have anointed as like, oh, he's the next guy. He never could beat Brady. Think about that. He could never beat Brady. And Brady, uh, I, I love the Patriots, uh, you know, big role players that came up in big moments, but he never had a Tariq kill. Other than Randy Moss, but he had Randy Moss for like what, uh, two years maybe, a season and a half or something like that. Yeah, two years maybe. He he had he had he he never had Randy Moss and Gronk on the same team, right? He never had the amount of weapons that that Patrick Mahomes has, and you know people are already putting Patrick Mahomes in a top five QB of all time conversation, right? The fuck out of here, bro! Stop! Like it's not even close. Not even close. Uh, he's the reason why why Brady won his last two Super Bowls. Like, <laughs> but I mean, yo, we just talked about this earlier, right? We, we, were, we were making fun of Kelly O, but who uses another athlete from another team to try to convince you know a big star like KD to come to the Celtics? Like, who who does that, yo? Like, yo, Tom Brady, yo, come 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 to this meeting real quick. And Tom's like, yo, I'm all in, yo. What are we doing here? You taking my private jet? Who's who's jet we taking? Oh, the Hamptons? Yeah, I got a place in the Hamptons. Let's go. Yeah. Yo, for the weekend, I'm down. Done. <laughs> wait, Kelly Olenek's coming? What the Ke- fuck? Wait, Kelly. Are you sure, guys? All right. All right. <laughs> All right. I trust you, Daniel. You know, you think he's going to make him come here? I don't know. But yeah, man. I, I don't know. Just 
congrats, Tom. Like, it's just crazy. Congrats and, and, and thank you. That's what it boils down to. Legit. Yeah, man. Some of the favorite sports memories of all time because of Tom Brady, man. So that's oh. what you got to say for sure. Thank you. I skipped school to go see him at the first fucking parade and in, in like minus 10 degree weather downtown Boston. Yeah. Before, 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 where they, where they could get off the duck boats and fucking like have like a rally and the rally. Yeah. The rally was great. That's why I, I was posted up, man. I'll never forget that day. Craziness happened that day. So, yeah. Um, figured I'd end it on that note. Uh, we've talked about it on Tom Brady in, in, in the past, but, you know, now it's a, it's official. He's, uh, he's hanging it up. So, that's going to do it for this edition of, uh, in case you missed it, check us out on, all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up CausewayStreet.com for all your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions. And subscribe to our Patreon. That's at Patreon.com slash Causeway for exclusive uh, content, giveaways, and much more. We like to call that the After Hours. That's uh, the After Show podcast. The uh, Sway 101 podcast. So just hit that up. You won't be disappointed. Any last uh, thoughts, guys, before we head on up? Way to really sell it there, Joel. Good job. Uh, I, I don't. You won't be uh, disappointed. <laughs> I don't know, man. I love Tom Brady, but you know, with your Pat, the Patriot, right behind you. Don't don't do this whole. Oh, uh, you could have stayed here. No, no. I'll just I'll leave it at. The Pats got everything they could out of Brady, and that's 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 fine with me. I'm totally cool with it. Uh, I just think that the people, I think now, the people that did move on and say, fuck the Patriots, uh, I'm going to be a Tom Brady Bucks fan, you guys ain't coming back. Like, that's... Oh, that's, no. No, they like, can't, they can't I, I'm Like, at least for the next 10 years, you're going to hear it from me, coming back, trying to root for the Patriots again. I'm going to say, get the fuck out of here. Like, you could have, <laughs> you could have, you could have done both, like a lot of people were, except some people said, no, 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 no. No, fuck, I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm a Tom Brady fan only. Don't come That's the shot I was waiting for. That's nicely done. Don't never, come back. Never disappoint. Never disappoint. <laughs> don't come back. <laughs> no. We won't allow it. <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> not up in here. <laughs> More shocking news. So my TV's on that weird, like, uh, you know, sleep thing where it says, like, weird news things. Just got Tom Brady retires from the NFL after 22 seasons. And then the next thing that comes up is DeBrat is expecting her first child. So- <laughs> totally- slow, 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 slow news day, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much going on. DeBrat and her lesbian lover. And her lesbian lover, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. Brad's still making news headlines right after Tom Brady's retirement. Okay, right on the okay. day Brady retires, you're gonna you couldn't just wait a day to Brad. <laughs> I don't know he's gonna retire. <laughs> no wonder, no wonder you got that name, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it fits. All right. On that note, Black Lives Matter. Let's stop Asian hate. Let's pray for peace in the Middle East. And until next time, we are out. Peace.
There's a quote from uh, one of my English teachers at Lord Marion named uh, uh, Mr. Fisk. He had a great quote that said, rest at the end, not in the middle. And that's something I always live by. You know, I'm not going to rest. I'm going to keep on pushing now. There are a lot of answers that I don't have, even questions that I don't have. But I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going, and I'll figure these things out as we go. Right? And you just continue to build that way. So that, I try to live by that all the time. It's never come easy for me. It's never, I don't think my mind allows me to rest ever or for things to come easy because I, I have, I think, a, a chip on my shoulder um, and some deep scars that I don't think will heal because I was always the person who was always trying to, and I know everybody has these stories of hardships, but I was always the one that no one ever picked. That was the backup quarterback on a freshman team that didn't win a game. I only played my second year because my best friend, who was the quarterback who started ahead of me, he quit playing. And then finally I get my chance, my junior year to play, and we go six and four. My senior year we go five and five, and I'm recruited to go to Michigan. Yeah. You were the seventh-ranked quarterback there when you came in, right? Yep. You thought you might not play. I thought I might not play. I thought, you know, I, I didn't know if I'd be continue to play football. So here you are playing in the NFL. Yeah. Have you always been this good and nobody recognized it, or what happened? It's not like I can point to any one thing that says this is when it happened. Or It's not like I was a bad football player in high school. I just wasn't good enough to be mentioned with the band. It wasn't like I was a bad football player in college. I just wasn't good enough to be mentioned with some of that. And I think I came into a great situation here. I think there's been a great coach, a great owner, and great teammates. And what this team has needed, I feel like I can provide. Look at these diamonds on these fingers. I mean, that's, that speaks for itself. I mean, that shuts a lot of people up. Which of the rings do you like the best? What's uh, your favorite ring? My favorite ring. We always said, and I said always, the next one. The next one's the best.